Fort Worth. A co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. On a Friday morning, the last day of April, moving into the weekend, and the beautiful month of May, the Marian month of May, and great way to start it with the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. St. Joseph, pray for us. Coming up on the program, it's a Friday, and that means we always have our great conversations with our President and Chief Operating Officer, Doug Keck. Excited about that. And I know, I know, I know, I know, because I've been following EWTN for years, even before I worked here, they always do such a great job with various themes each month in terms of our faith. So I'm very excited to see what's up for the Marian month of May. I know Doug will have a lot to share with us, along with our regularly scheduled programming and also, just it's always a joy to talk with uh, Doug because we get to kind of vent to each other about life and the issues out there. So we'll see what the Holy Spirit brings. After that, the bottom of the hour, someone you know and love well from EWTN, our dear friend, Father Leo Padalinghug, is going to be joining us. He is the founder and chairman of the Table Foundation. And his love of all things, um, how do I say this, food and cooking and sharing meals together something that he has from his own upbringing, but also after uh, studying for years in Italy. Uh, he also uh, trained under many chefs, uh, I understand, in Tuscany, in addition, of course, to learning a lot when he was there as a student uh, and studying for the priesthood. He's turned this all into a, into a ministry, and at the end of the day, it's all about appreciating more and more the Eucharist, the bread of life. And so he uses this, this whole idea and this analogy, right, of the table. And it's so important in so many ways. It's not just, of course... Um, about coming around and sitting together eating a meal. It's all tied into why the Eucharist is source and summit of our faith, but there's so much to this. And, and I've talked a lot about the importance of um, meals together in my very first book, Noise. I had interviewed um, the head of the uh, drug prevention, I forget the name of the, um, oh, Center for Abuse and Substance Control. This is out in New York, I think, at Columbia University. And years ago, um, I contacted them to get some information regarding the importance of family time together. And, gosh, Noise came out, what, the original book came out 12 years ago? And tons of research showing, and this is what he told me, the director at the time, that if he could get families to come together at least twice, once or twice during the week, together for a family meal, to sit around the table and have real conversation, FaceTime, real FaceTime versus FaceTime online, right? that he believes he would see a huge decrease in substance abuse and other problems with young people because that's how important coming together around the table is. Now think of all the analogies we have, right, of course, in our faith. But this contact between adults and their children, that support from the family is so huge. And so this is what Father Leo is doing, and that's why his ministry is so important and so brilliant. It's getting us to understand the Eucharist, right, and around the table of the altar, but then carrying that back in our homes. And so if you can appreciate having meals together as, as a family, learning how to cook together as a family, having a lot of fun together when it comes to dinner time and not having your cell phone there, making sure you're not answering the phone during meals or having the TV on in the background, you have that family time. 
It's so important. So what he's doing, though, he's taking this to the streets now. He has a food truck. This is so cool. I was thinking about this from a TV perspective. This would be another great TV show for EWTN, but also I bet you the Food Network may even contact him again because he was on, if you remember, a few years ago, and he beat Bobby Flay. Just saying. Okay. So lots to talk about with Father Leo, and he's going to use his food truck not only to help feed the poor to distribute food, but to train people interested Mentoring young chefs, listen to this, and helping them hone their culinary teamwork and leadership skills, as well as building relationships and finding job opportunities. This is awesome. All right, so Father Leo joins us at the bottom of the hour, and he's also going to be joining us, Dr. Ray Garendi, Al Cresta, Scott Hahn, Raymond Arroyo, oh my goodness, Archbishop Chaput on the Good News Cruise next year, and he is going to be doing a cooking class. And I'm going to be cooking with him. So there you go. I don't know if we're going to have a cook-off with uh, tomato sauce or what we're going to do, but we're going to have some fun. All right, so Father Leo at the bottom of the hour. And then another favorite person of mine, Damon Owens. Yay! He's so much fun to work with. We work every year together at the uh, March for Life, but he's brilliant, and he's an expert on theology of the body. All right, so we're turning this segment into our Fact Check Friday because if you think about the whole gender agenda out there, the extreme agenda that's been pushed on us the last few years. A lot of it has come, the majority of it has come from the culture, right? The mass media, whether it's Hollywood, whether it's a news media buying into this. I was telling the listeners in the first hour of my program that the other day I was, I was trying to get one of those, you know, discount cards you can show when you go into a grocery store and they give you like a certain amount of credit, whatever. So I'm on this website and I'm looking at the gender. They have you fill out your name and your phone number and your birth date and stuff. They even had a gender thing on there, and they said male, female, or preferred gender. I think it was for a, a drugstore, maybe. I can't remember. But anyway, so it's showing up everywhere. And how do we respond? Well, they're going to be looking at this at this powerful virtual conference that Damon Owens is hosting, and we'll give you all the details at the end of the show today. All right, six minutes past the hour already. Look forward with uh, chatting with all of our wonderful guests. Let's get to the news. As you can imagine, never a dull moment. Always busy out there in the world of news, in the Catholic world and beyond. A recent Washington Post tweet referring to Joe Biden as a quote-unquote very Catholic president who supports abortion rights, drawing a strong response. For example, Brian Birch of Catholic Vote saying, this is a scandal, and it's a scandal that a president who professes to be Catholic supports the destruction of innocent unborn children. Former Vice President Mike Pence is making public appearances again, giving his first public address since leaving office at a gala in South Carolina, and this speech took place yesterday. After 100 days of open borders, runaway spending, plans for higher taxes, a bigger welfare state, more government, defunding the police, abandoning the right to life, canceling our most cherished liberties, I've had enough. And speaking Thursday to a group of evangelical voters in Columbia, South Carolina, Pence highlighting what he saw as the best of the Trump administration, sharply criticizing Biden's first 100 days in office. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is declaring Sunday a day of national mourning after at least 44 people were killed, scores of others injured, in a stampede at a religious festival. As Michael Kastner tells us, tens of thousands of Orthodox Jews attended the all-night festival held annually about 100 miles northeast of Tel Aviv. 
At least 44 worshipers were crushed to death and scores more were hurt at a mass religious gathering. Up to 100,000 people were reportedly on a mountain. Witnesses say it was so packed there was no place to move. That's when singing and dancing erupted into chaos after a crowd fell down a staircase and trapped others beneath them, including children. The Catholic University of America's Columbus School of Law starting a new program. Earlier this week, the school said the three-year program will study the compatibility of the U.S. Constitution with Catholicism. The school examining the connections between the Constitution's original, distinctly American vision of ensuring the protection and flourishing of the human person and the Catholic intellectual tradition. The school says the program is possible thanks to an over $4 million gift from an anonymous trust. Catholic mental health professionals say the church can play a key role in response to rising suicide rates in communities of color during the pandemic. Claire Scheinette with the Association of Catholic Mental Health Ministers saying churches are critical to reaching people struggling with mental illness who have not yet sought out treatment. Twitter deciding to block a racial slur that was trending describing South Carolina Republican Senator Tim Scott but, as Tom Roberts tells us, only after it had already spread far and wide, trending big time on social media. Uncle Tim trended after Scott delivered his GOP rebuttal to President Biden's address to a joint session of Congress. Scott said the Democratic approach to combating racism is wrong and argued that America is not a racist country. He said, I get called Uncle Tom and the N-word by liberals. A Twitter spokesperson told Fox News the company is blocking the phrase from appearing in trends. Scott is the lone black Republican in the Senate. Meanwhile, Senator Scott is predicting a backlash against liberals and a comeback for conservatives. Yesterday, he told Fox News the left is fighting bigotry with bigotry and that a backlash was coming to what he called liberal oppression. Well, in my opinion, what they're fueling is a backlash. Uh, Maybe they don't realize it or not, but at some point people get sick and tired of being sick and tired and they start reacting as, as, as opposed to responding to the criticism and the negativity. He then assured conservatives that, in his opinion, the greatest comeback in American history was on its way. Rory O'Neill tells us last fall's November election had the highest voter turnout of the century so far. Even with COVID-19, 17 million more people voted last November than did in 2016. The Census Bureau reports 67% of all adults reported voting. That's up five percentage points from 2016. More women exercised their rights last fall, 68% compared to 65% of men. And there were more young voters, 57% cast ballots this time compared to 49% in 2016. Farmers from Wisconsin, Minnesota, South Dakota, Illinois, and Ohio sue the federal government, alleging they're ineligible for a COVID-19 stimulus loan forgiveness program because they are white. The program provides loan forgiveness to only minority farmers. Governor Christine Noem says South Dakota will be suing the Biden administration over the proposed Mount Rushmore Independence Day fireworks display. She said yesterday her office will be filing suit against the National Parks Service after that agency denied her request for the display. She says she wants a memorandum of understanding that was put in place before last year's display to simply be upheld. Getting back to normal means that many people are starting to get called back into the office, and that's for the first time in over a year. San Antonio-based psychiatrist Dr. Harry Croft saying there are many factors that contribute to increased amounts of stress, but change is most common. Going back to work after you've been at home or wherever uh, is change, and that change causes people to be stressed. 
Other contributing factors include parents having to find child care services and adjusting your body to a new schedule. He adds it's completely normal to feel anxious if you're returning to the workplace for the first time since the virus began. Restaurants, bars, and clubs are feeling optimistic after the mayor of New York City said the Big Apple will fully reopen on July 1st. Andrew Rigi of the city's Hospitality Alliance says that promise of full capacity is a lifeline. This is excellent news. Our city's restaurants, bars, our workers have just been absolutely devastated over the past year. New York City has some 25,000 establishments and get this, of which 5,000 have closed permanently because of the virus. Tens of thousands of people can finally, though, look for their jobs or get their jobs back in a few months. Sarah Lee Kessler tells us that the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force is changing its recommendations now for lung cancer screenings a move that the experts say could save lives. The task force is lowering the age limit for lung cancer screening from 55 to 50 and the amount of smoking from 30 pack years to 20. So their current recommendations would be ages 50 to 80, 20 pack year smoking history and you've smoked within the last 15 years. Dr. Peter Mazzone, a pulmonologist at the Cleveland Clinic says the new guidelines could help save lives. Early detection of lung cancer leads to uh, the potential for cure. Essential quality, that's the name of the favorite to win tomorrow's 147th Kentucky Derby. Capacity for this year's event is being capped at about 45,000 for safety precautions. That's compared to the regular capacity at Church Hill Downs of 165,000. Last year's race was delayed until September and was run without fans in attendance over coronavirus concerns. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday, wrapping up the month of April. Can you believe it? Moving into the beautiful Marion month of May, and that means you can expect even more great programming from us, EWTN, EWTN.com. I'm sure there's going to be beautiful programs as we start this month all about Our Lady, Our Blessed Mother. Doug Keck will fill us in. He is our President and Chief Operating Officer. Hail to the Chief! Father Leo, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> just thought of that. That song hit my head. Da, 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 da. Anyway, I digress. All right. Father Leo is going to be joining us. Another EWTN favorite. He has got a food truck. He's taken it to the streets. Love this. We'll share all that information and what he's going to be doing with this wonderful food truck in terms of not only bringing his ministry to the streets, but helping young people who are interested in going into the world of culinary expertise. And then wrapping up with Damon Owens from joy to be Theology of the Body Movement. He's got a beautiful virtual conference coming up, and we're going to wrap that in with our Fact Check Friday. We'll be right back on a Friday morning. Doug Keck up next. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Fund. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 10 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide and 5% of your monthly plan cost goes to your favorite pro-life charity. 
A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. Companies have temporarily stopped hiring. Sporting events are held without fans. Even your friends are being told to keep their social distance from you. However, at Ave Maria University, we ask you to consider advancing while the world around you recedes. Gaining an online master's degree in business administration or theology can propel you forward, distinguishing you from the competition when companies again start hiring. Apply now at AveMaria.edu. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. If you miss any of our discussion on the Inside Word, which uh, Doug and I do every Friday, giving you a great look at all the programming that we have coming up, just go to EWTN.com because it's all there and you can find all of the information. Doug, um, I, I really believe in, in, in watching some of these uh, news, con- if you call them news conferences with Jen Circleback-Sackey, that our people um, at EW10 News Nightly are the only ones asking any serious questions at the press conferences. I'm, I'm not kidding. I watch this and I'm like, okay, there we are again. Uh, what about this with our ca- quote-unquote Catholic president, you know? Absolutely. Uh, you're, you're right on the money, which is one of the reasons why EWTN uh, got into the news business in this way and has CNA and has the register and is in multiple languages and has uh, the world over and the uh, the nightly news show along with, uh, you know, in-depth, uh, because unless you watch us at least part of the time, it's tough to actually get a real fix on what's going on in the country, let alone certainly what's going on in the church and what's understandable from the church's perspective. I thought it was, it was not to get off topic here, because now we have to talk about the program, but, mm-hmm. but I, was, I was talking to a friend of mine who's an, a very solid Catholic who's an investigative reporter um, in a big, big paper, hanging on to it, trying to hang on to his sanity, but we were going back and forth, <laughs> venting to each other about one of our other press conferences, where you know the story that, that, that came out earlier this week about the leaked tapes with John Kerry and the whole Iran-Israel situation. Right. And right. she says, we don't, one reporter asked her a question uh, about the leaked tapes from one of the secular outlets, and she says, oh, we don't talk about that. We don't respond to that. And he says, okay. <laughs> it's like, hello, do you remember well, Watergate? I mean, come well, on. But that's the whole idea. Unfortunately, you're living in a world where they know that they really don't have to answer. Listen, if, right. if you don't have to answer for a Hunter Biden and his laptop, you really don't have to answer for very much. And uh, they understand that, and 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 they know they're protected, and that you know f- uh, they may not give a good answer, but it's not going to cause them any problems. So there's no reason for them to go and panic and run around and try and give you an answer because it doesn't really matter whether you get one or not because you'll get covered and and that'll be the cover of the mainstream media and that's what we're dealing with and that's why the other outlets like ourselves are are so important at least for people who are starting i think hopefully more and more to be aware that you know two plus two is supposed to be four and i'm hearing five a lot and uh 
you know, it's uh, it's disconcerting, and I think people are searching for the truth, as they do uh, by going to EWTN and Catholic Radio, and that's why mm-hmm. we've got a program on St. Joseph the Worker that's airing this morning at 11.30. It's a new special. People can check that out. Okay, and we've also got a solemn mass of St. Joseph the Worker that will be on tomorrow at 4 a.m. encoring in the afternoon. People can check that as well. And we've got the Holy Rosary to end the pandemic. You know, the Holy Father has yep. announced mm-hmm. that uh, rosary, so things are starting off. And the first place really um, involved is going to be our place over at Walsingham in, in England. So we'll oh, be nice. uh, providing that feed from our studios there. We're also excited about the Maximilian Colby film, Two Crowns, um, which was in the theaters a year or so ago. And now you can watch it on EWTN. Also, we've got EWTN Theology Roundtable. The Mass, is this trip really necessary? And I'll go off on top and say, yes, it is. That's the point. And uh, I got a chance to talk with uh, Father Spitzer um, and uh, Colin Donovan and and Father Mitch about this, so people can look forward to that, hopefully. A new Doctors of the Church as well is coming up, uh, and all of this is happening really this weekend. And uh, this wow, one is going to be one on. one weekend? St. Athanasius of Alexandria, right, and we got True Devotion to Mary next week, and we've got a Holy Mass on the Feast of the English Martyrs happening next week as well. So that's why you go to, got to go to EW10.com, and as you said, if you miss anything, you know, we've got podcasts, and we've got on-demand viewing and the YouTube channels, so um, don't be afraid to miss stuff. Go back later and watch it, and... We're just put, trying to put out as much good material as we can because we know people are hungry for the truth. Yeah, I, I love the movies that you air. They're, they're so good and they're so encouraging, especially when they're on the Saints. And Maximilian Colby, what an example for us right now. Absolutely. And, and you know, a lot of what we're going through, whether we believe it or not, is, is kind of uh, the Nazi Germany, uh, Stalinist kind of world where uh, you have the corporations, the government, and the media all lining up basically telling people the party line and uh you know and it's you know you want to know why people don't know what's really going on or you want to understand why so many people in those countries were bamboozled well welcome to the club where those things line up and it's tough to find out what's going on we're actually in a better place at least because some degree on the internet and um you know i think there is people stepping up and starting to say wait a second uh, you know let's this thing is starting to go too far, right. and, I, and I think uh, you've got to hold on to the center. But the problem is, in a relative world, there is no center. Right. Correct. Yeah. That's why, for example, Maximilian Colby, he's considered one of the great media saints because of his work with, right. with radio and the Immaculata and the pamphlets that he used to print. But he was stopped by and attacked by the Nazis for distributing the material. And so here we have now, we you know, fast forward how many years later, and how many of our, our different outlets, I mean, so far we're still here, but who knows what we're going to face if this continues. Well, certainly everybody has had some of this. Uh, you know, our, our YouTube channel uh, in Poland uh, was taken down for a while uh, over some bogus thing about rights when they were showing basically uh, Eucharistic adoration from a chapel. Um, and things like that. So we can see it. It's happening around the fringes here and there. Uh, the problem with this is I think you're going to see them get more and more bold right. with this because as people start to question, they will feel more threatened. And when they get more threatened and backed up, it's like a rat in the corner. Then they get more vicious. Right, right. And I think it really is important for us to especially watch programs. I think your program with Father Spitzer is one, and, and also the roundtable discussions right. and, and the in-depth news are so important because 
I've, I've been hearing, and I talked about this in the first hour of my program today, I've been hearing from a lot of people who are really upset that family members, friends who are Catholic, and we're not mm-hmm. talking about people who are outside the church, have lost the ability to critically think and, and connect the dots and are not able to really see the big picture in terms of our faith. And these are people who are in relationship with others who are going to Mass regularly, but they're still like, oh, it's no big deal, it's fine, or whatever, let's just go with the flow. Right. And it's very frustrating. So when you sit down and you and you watch a program like Father Spitzer's Universe yeah. and you take the calls and the questions, you're sitting down and in depth and hearing this or going to one of our sites, news sites that do such an extensive job and a great job, or you listen to Raymond Arroyo and his his great programs and, and the in-depth way he goes into things, that is so important right now, more than ever. Well, I think, unfortunately, uh, you know, if somebody's going to come and tell you it doesn't matter, and I think, unfortunately, many of the positive messages and the pastoral messages that are put out by the church, all well-intentioned in many cases, what people hear is, well, it really doesn't matter that much. You know, if you're not getting something out of it, it doesn't really matter. Or... You know, yeah, it matters, but not like we used to think it matters. And as that happens, people start to just feel like, well, I guess I'm okay, and God's merciful, and, you know, I'm nice to people, so I guess that's okay. And, uh, you know, why do I have to worry about these things? Why, well, you know, why are you imposing these rules and regulations and things yeah. w- uh, on me when uh, it apparently doesn't really matter? I mean, I hear some of the leaders in the church at least the way I interpret what they're saying, as meaning, well, there's so many exceptions to the rule, the rule doesn't seem to have any merit or any importance anymore. You know, and it's happening all over. I was talking to my listeners in the first hour about a conversation I had on Facebook with a gentleman who said he had just left his Bible study and was told to love his enemies, so therefore he wasn't going to criticize our governor who blatantly lied. And I said, well, you know, as last time I checked... um, Loving our enemies means bringing them to the truth, and uh, bearing false right. witness is still one of the Ten Commandments. Anyhow, have a great weekend. Thank you. Great programming for all the the information Doug shared. Please go to EWTN.com. A great weekend, jam-packed, and more to come on EWTN. We'll be right back. It's a celebration of life event. Choose Life Midland is bringing Abby Johnson to the Scarborough Sports Complex in Midland, Texas on Saturday, May the 8th. Support this free pro-life event where Abby Johnson will speak and there will be fun for all like children's activities, food, a car show, and a ministry fair. To learn more or to participate, call 432-695-6955. That's 432-695-6955. We'll see you there. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. 
It is with great joy that the Diocese of Fort Worth announces the ordination to the priesthood for deacons Joseph Moreno, Thomas Jones, Brett Metzler, Samuel Mall, Jason Allen, and Lynn Nguyen. The ordination takes place on Saturday, May 22nd at 10 a.m. at Vietnamese Martyrs Catholic Church in Arlington with Fort Worth Bishop Michael Olson. For more information, visit fwdioc.org. KATH 910 AM sponsor Sacred Heart Books and Gifts in Dallas is your one-stop shop for all things Catholic. Religious books for all ages, unique gifts for every Catholic celebration, and much more. Our local Catholic bookstores need our support. Sacred Heart Books and Gifts is located at the northwest corner of Coit and Campbell Road in Far North Dallas. Visit today or call them at 972-250-2100. That's 972-250-2100. Sort of a great communicators that we have in the church. He's a great speaker and leader and great on camera. Father Leo Padlikong, he's really used those gifts of communication and also his love of food and cooking and helping people focus on the most important meal, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Eucharist, the source and summit of our faith. And he does that through his work at the Table Foundation, the website's platinggrace.com, thetablefoundation.org. And he's literally, as the old Doobie Brothers song would tell us, taking it to the streets. I don't know if you're old, old enough, Father, to remember that song, but I love the Doobie oh, Brothers and I'm Michael McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of, taking it to the streets. There you are. Okay, so you've got your food truck, and you're, and when is it? when does it hit the streets? This weekend? So this weekend, we are blessing it and dedicating it on the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker because we're talking about the dignity of work, and we're going to use the whole month of May to prepare our staff to understand and to learn and to literally be humble servants so that when we start on June 1st, which is the Feast of Justin the Martyr, we're literally going to do what St. Justin Martyr told us to do, invite people to the banquet to the Lord. And so we're going to do that with our placing grace and grub food truck. It's crazy. That is so fun. So how long have you been thinking and praying about doing this? So this whole idea of trying to do something with food and having kind of like a uh, physical place where food can be served started in the year of mercy, which was a few years ago. Pope Francis declared a year of mercy. And I just kept praying. I said, Lord, who needs mercy the most? And I see them, the people on the streets, but they're also ex-convicts, former offenders, you know, formerly incarcerated people. They, they just kind of hit my heart in a powerful way. And I just thought, if they have done their penance, why do they not feel invited to the table? Aww. And so what I wanted to do was create an opportunity to take these tables, put wheels on it, and say that you're not just invited to be at the table, you're there to be a servant at the table, which is one of the highest privileges we have in the church. It's never to sit at the head of the table, because that's Christ's position. Really, the greatest privilege is to be a servant at the table of the Lord. And so I wanted to invite them to be a part of it. We're going to be giving food to the homeless, and we're also going to be creating really amazing food for just people who want meals with a message. So it's exciting. All right, so where will you be with the food truck this weekend? So we are actually housed at the Franciscan Center in Baltimore, Maryland, which is a great soup kitchen. 
and they are letting us use their kitchen as a commissary. It's a beautiful kitchen, and they're actually doing an upgrade rebuild. So we have not only private place to park the car safely, but we also have a place to cook. And then we're going to take the truck everywhere in the Baltimore metro area. But here's the beauty. You know, as a speaker, we're usually in an airplane, aren't we? Right. You know, that's just kind oh, of yeah. our life. Right. But this time around, with all the COVID, we said, you know, we don't need airplanes. We just need four wheels, in this case, eight. <laughs> and we're just going to literally drive from here to there, and we're going to set up events at different churches along the way, and we're just going to do a food and faith tour. It's just going to be a very exciting time. So in terms of, by the way, if you're just tuning in, you recognize the voice of our dear friend, Father Leo Pedlinghug, table, uh, the Table Foundation, PlatingGrace.com and the TableFoundation.org, talking about his new uh, mission to the streets, Plating Grace and Grab a Food Truck, which will be hitting the streets uh, very soon. Uh, in terms of combining the faith and food, how will you do that when you're out there on the streets? And how, what do you think that's going to look like practically? The real beauty is that the food speaks for itself. The food is really, really good, international comfort food. Secondly, we're going to make sure that all of our workers really demonstrate the goodness of the Lord, that they really become uh, servants, and that we'll also have QR codes and little links where people can follow along and learn about the message. But we don't want to be preachy, but we definitely want to make sure that people know that what we're doing matters. And once they see the message... That's all that really matters at this point. They're going to see things incarnate. So you're going to be like the St. Francis. I know this uh, phrase is often attributed to him, preach the gospel, always use words when necessary, right? That's it. In this case, <laughs> we're, the only words that we want to hear is, mm-hmm, good. <laughs> That's really the only words we want to hear is that hearing the heart hunger, you know, you can hear your stomach grumble at times, but you actually hear your heart hunger for for the goodness of the Lord. I mean, and that's kind of what's happening right now. Now, can you give us kind of like a, because I love to cook, and you and I are planning on doing something on our Good News Cruise next year together, but um, can you give us an idea of the, any type of a recipe or a particular item? You said international comfort food, such as? Uh, so our international comfort food menu has a three-part choice. You decide the main, which is beef, chicken, shrimp, or roasted vegetables. Then you decide the method. Do I want a quesadilla? Do I want a stir-fry? Do I A noodle stir-fry? Or do I want a really delicious hearty salad with a, a honey mustard vinaigrette? And then the final thing is, what is my mood? And the mood is the different sauces. So, for example, we have Italian seaside. We also have Asian island. We also have creamy Parisian the Latin chimney fresca, and then a barbecue SA. As a matter of fact, I had, we were doing a little photo shoot yesterday, and I had these guys that were actually working on the Franciscan Center, and uh, we did a photo shoot with them, but they actually had a chance to eat the food, and they, I think that, one of them is actually taking measurements right now. He's giving me the thumbs up. He really liked it. Wow. So you can choose your mood. Like, it's, like, I mean, I don't really want a burger. I really want a salad, but no food trucks really sell salad. So, and really what I'm wondering for is Italian. Do they make an Italian salad? Oh, yeah, you better believe it. We could, like, saute shrimp in a sea spice marinara sauce and then putting that on top of a 
hearty arugula and mushroom ah. green. It's really so fresh with the honey mustard vinaigrette. And what we're trying to do again is creating opportunities so that people can come to one truck and satisfy a multitude of flavors. It's very Catholic that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I love the fact that you have a fruit de tamari, right? The uh, the fruits of the sea uh, salad. That's awesome because that's uh, just a classic. And 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 you know, being that you studied in Italy, that the fruits of tamari can be with the marinara sauce, it could be with the garlic and oil sauce, you know, with lemon sauce. I mean, there's there's endless uh, opportunities. That sounds like it sounds like so much fun and such an uplifting thing right now, Father. We were talking during the break how much we need stories like this. Oh, my gosh! You know what? The church has always been at the forefront of spreading the good news. And, I, I mean, this is not a criticism of the Church, it's more of an observation. And the Church, in the past year, has been very silent about so many things that need guidance, that need leadership, that need pastoring, whether it be how we dealt with the whole COVID, whether we're dealing with some of the scandals of, of the modern day, where politics has literally bled and taken over to everything, including moral issues. And so what I just thought is I can't weigh into all that because it's way above my pay grade, and I have no color on my cassock. I wear just black. I have no purple. I'm red. I'm not a bishop. I'm not a monsignor. So I have no real sway. But you know what I do have? I have an apron that the Lord gave to me. And with that, I'm just going to serve people. Father, we'll be right back. More about PlaintyGrace.com and the Table Foundation, thetablefoundation.org and PlaintyGrace.com. The Plating Grace and Grub food truck hitting the road with our friend Father Leo. More on that coming up. We'll be right back. It's a Friday morning. You're listening to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dave Palmer, and I am so excited to have been asked to emcee the upcoming second annual Catholic Family Conference on Saturday, May 1st at the Weston Irving Convention Center. We all know the heart of society begins and ends with a family, and so we all need to help strengthen this holy institution. Speakers at the conference include Cardinal George Pell, Bishop Joseph Strickland, Dr. Ralph Martin, Steve Ray, and Trent Horn. For more info and to get your in-person or virtual tickets, visit CatholicFamilyConference.com. Hi, this is Norma Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My husband Bob and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your current mortgage rate, payment, or term, we can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender in MLS 12901. If you're suffering, have problems in the family, are looking for meaning in your life, or would like to deepen your faith, the Lord has an answer for you. Join Santa Clara Catholic Church in Dallas for their catechesis for adults and youth 13 years and older on Mondays and Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. in the cafeteria starting April 19th. For more information, contact Jose at 214-226-6663. That's 214-226-6663 or visit santaclaracatholicchurch.org. 
This is Tony Beshera. My wife Chris and I own Babich and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babich and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999 or you can find us on the web at Babich, B-A-B-I-C-H dot com. Talking with our friend, Father Leo Petalinghog, founder and chairman of the Table Foundation, about his uh, brand new effort and venture to make a difference on the front lines in the world, plating grace and grub, serve as a, it's actually going to be really doing so many different things in terms of serving the community. It's going to uh, provide job information, skills, training, hiring assistance. It will be also used for mentoring young chefs, helping them hone their culinary teamwork and leadership skills, as well as building relationships and finding job opportunities. So, Father, when did you first get your interest going back? I mean, the, the whole idea of, of uh, you know, the analogy with plating grace and, and you know, um, coming together as a family, helping us understand not only the importance of family meals, but the ultimate meal, which is Jesus and the Eucharist. When did you first fall in love with, with uh, cooking? Ah, when I was hungry, and Mom gave me something to eat. <laughs> you know, and we and it sounds so silly, but at the very core, the primal hunger that we have is nourishment with other people, you know, the sense of community. That's what makes humans so amazing is that we can actually cook. And so, you know, I mean, I was being kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's very true. I fell in love with food when my mom and dad gave me amazing food to eat. And I just remember that feeling of being so happy eating this particular food and eating it with them. And, you know, that's obviously carried into deeper, more spiritual, theological realities when you just realize, my God, I'm so hungry for the Eucharist right now. I'm so hungry for, for a sense of ecclesial fe- uh, feasting. And so whenever you go to church, like on a big holiday, and you just are so spiritually nourished, you just put those two together and you realize, well, guess what? We have to be doing this not just in church, but in the world. That's why the feelings that you get at a good restaurant with great friends should be transferred deeper when you go to Mass and you hear a good message and you receive the Eucharist, and vice versa. So it really just became a connection for me that really became clear as a vocation when I was in the seminary. And then, of course, in my first years of priesthood, just eating with family at the parish level. They were hungering for shepherds who can meet them at their table, at their altar, and share the message in a domestic way for them. So it's been really quite a journey. Do you think, and and this just hit me, so it must have been the Holy Spirit because I'm not that smart, and looking at all the, the, the programs and the efforts around the world and the popularity of food, the Food Network, which uh, you've been, been seen on and had a very you know successful stint there with, with Bobby Flay, and you beat Bobby Flay, which I thought was just, that was such a fun segment that you did with him. But but really, we are, there's so much out there now about the whole food industry. How much do you think is that connected to our, a spiritual longing that people have, given what you just mentioned? Oh, very much so. You know, from the moment we were conceived in our mother's womb, no matter what the president or what the Supreme Court tells us, God had one desire, and that's to feed his children. And so when you see the success of the Food Network, they're just simply building on the character of the indelible mark that God has put into every human being, and that is we need to be fed. And so the Food Network success is only built 
on something that God did when he created the world. He made food before he made humans. And when he created Adam and Eve, he created hunger in them. And unfortunately, if you don't pay attention, you can sometimes hunger for the wrong things. And the devil will feed you if God isn't your primary provider. And so I, it really is just tapping into something that's organic, that's natural, and we as a church need to pay attention. Absolutely. So do you have a favorite uh, uh, type of food to cook? Okay, so the food that I'm cooking is called international comfort food. Right. And that's really my favorite kind. And I love foods that can be done very quickly. But I'll be honest with you, the food that we're cooking is so precise, it takes a certain amount of time and temperature because all of our meats are going to be pre-cooked in a technique called sous vide, which is immersing the water in a temperature-controlled water bath, and it cooks for a long period of time, and it creates such a tender experience when you eat that protein. It's going to be so, so, so flavorful and so delicious. Uh, But if you really want to know my quickest, my, my favorite food is the quickest, so anything stir-fry, and that includes Italian stir-fry. Oh, absolutely. I was just going to say that because a lot of people think that Italian food is so complicated. Uh, if, as a matter of fact, I was making um, a marinara sauce for my associate pastor. I've, I've been cooking a lot of food for them because they're so busy they don't have, <laughs> they don't have time that I get worried about what they eat, and my associate pastor can't eat, can't eat cheese. Now, I normally put a little bit of a, a good Parmesan in my tomato sauce because I find that uh, it's nice, adds nice flavor and a thickening agent. But I just pulled together a marinara sauce in like 20 minutes, uh, fresh garlic, olive oil, and using good canned tomatoes and good seasoning without the cheese. And I said to my husband, Deacon Dom was also, as you know, 100% Italian. I said, why anyone would buy a jarred sauce off the shelf when this is so simple and it's so fresh? And I, you can throw in some fresh tomatoes, dice them up, whatever, and at the end throw in some fresh basil. But it's so the, the Italian food is not all that complicated. We make it more complicated, I think. Oh, yeah, you know, that's the American version of Italian food. The traditional Italian food is, you know, seven ingredients or less, really. Mm -hmm. Five is their optimum approach to it all. And and I do agree that that kind of soulful cooking has to do more with technique and great ingredients than just, you know, complications. So are we going to have a sauce cook-off when we're on the ship next year, God willing, or what are we doing? we got to come up with a fun... You know what? uh, Oh, yeah, exactly. The ship is going to be an amazing opportunity to to do some cooking demonstrations. You know, I'm not, I am so open to doing anything you all want me to do, but we are going to have some cooking demonstrations, so it's going to be a lot of fun on this Good News cruise. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of doing my famous frittata, um, my, uh, my marinara sauce, my meatballs, and also uh, garlic and oil, uh, different variations on garlic and oil, all of which are pretty easy. Oh, and pasta de Joel, which is another staple. Anyway, we could talk forever on cooking and food. <laughs> Seriously, it's going to be a lot of fun. Goodnewscruise.com and also AveMariaRadio.net. It's on the homepage of our slider. We have a special before Mother's Day if you want to check it out. Uh, Filio, God bless you for doing this. So Plating Grace and Grub, where's the best uh, link to go to for the information on the food truck? Really, just go to PlatingGrace.com or the TableFoundation.org. You'll be able to see everything that links to the Plating Grace and Grub truck. And if you want to bring us out to any of any part of the country, you know, maybe we can't get the truck out there, but I can bring my team out there and rent a truck and have a truck experience at Travaganza. 
All right. Sounds great. Father Leo Padalingo, founder and chairman, excuse me, of the Table Foundation, his new food truck. Getting ready to take it to the streets, planninggrace.com. Check it all out. And always great to have Father Leo with us. Coming up next, my dear friend Damon Owens, our Fact Check Friday, taking a look at the lack of facts, the fake news that's out there pushing an ideology that is so harmful to everyone. More on that coming up next. Stay tuned. Location, location, relocation. Studies show more than a third of college students transfer and half of those do it more than once. He reminds us of St. Augustine's quote, Our souls are restless until they rest in thee. At Ave Maria University, we challenge this group to visit us, stroll down our palm tree paths, spike a shot on our sand volleyball court, or partake in an outdoor devotion. There's a reason when students visit Ave Maria, they tend to stay. Ave Maria University, your relocation destination. Visit AveMaria.edu. This is a moment in which people are more apt to be disgusted with the state of worldly political matters. And it's a time where they may well lift their eyes to see Christ as king of creation. Now, when we say Christ is king, we're not talking about something that's going to merely happen in the future. The gospel is the royal announcement that the crucified and risen Jesus, who died for our sins and rose again according to the scriptures, has been enthroned as true Lord of the world. His kingdom has been inaugurated. And when this gospel is preached, people find evidences of the kingdom. They find forgiveness from sin. They find reconciliation with God. They then become those who, in this present age, can bear witness to the coming kingdom. But the coming world order is one in which there's going to be perfect harmony. In that age, human beings are no longer going to have big conflict between what their will is and what God's will is. Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta for Eastern on EWTN Radio. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. 48 minutes past the hour, busy Friday morning. Another great guest joining us, Damon Owens. Know him well from his great work on EWTN, also with Theology of the Body. He's an expert on that topic. We do the March for Life together every year. He's a joy to work with and a joy to know. He also took part in my recent virtual conference, Listening for God. And uh, Damon, this is a perfect topic for Fact Check Friday, which we'll be discussing on this powerful conference that starts today. This virtual conference for theology of the body, because this whole issue of uh, this this gender ideology that's been pushed on us, the media have an awful lot to do with this in terms of the pressure, the cancel culture, just making us accept everything under the sun and denying facts and reality about who we are made in the image and likeness of God. Thanks for joining us. Oh, so good to be with you, my friend. Thank you so much. All right, so tell us about about the conference. And this is a this is a, a, a hot topic. This is a hot button issue right now. Yeah, absolutely. So the Theology Body Institute is hosting their second annual virtual conference. They had the early mega conference last year, something like 80,000 attendees. It was one that really got you and me on board with this. And right. I was asked to speak about gender. And um, I'm taking a little bit of a different angle. Jason Everett will be talking more specifics about you know what gender is and, and really countering the transgender ideology. My talk is more to, to fellow Catholics. You know, how do we engage this? Because as you said earlier, you know, we can be distracted by just facts and ideas and concepts and just outright error. 
At the same time, there are people who are really suffering. They're really suffering from something that's out of order in their psyche about the connection between the sex and their and their their gender, their acceptance of that. So mine is more to the Christians and Catholics. Like, like, look, what should we be focused on first, since we're evangelizers and disciples of Christ first? And so do you find that many people are coming to you, because I am hearing a lot of it in terms of being attacked for uh, promoting the basic reality of male and female? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a fundamental, there's two fundamental issues. One first is that these people that are suffering from uh, this discord, this disconnect between their sex and their gender, they're real and we need to approach them. The other is their search for meaning. What does this mean? Uh, How do I understand it? And in that search for meaning, there's a whole uh, just movement that is pushing an ideology, several ideologies that just counter reality, counter the body, counter the material world, counter the idea that we're made male and female. So we have to be nuanced and adroit a bit in making sure that we're present to those people that are really suffering, but at the same time, we're speaking truth to the lies and they're searching for meaning with really just a false ideologies. I think people are are scared. They don't want to uh, offend someone who may be struggling with this issue, but we have to. Our faith teaches us that if we really love someone, we have to bring them to the truth. It doesn't mean we go up and and wag fingers in their faces or hit them over the head with a catechism or a particular document, but it's important for them to know, and, and if we love someone, we want them to be in truth. I'm so glad you said that, because that actually is the heart of my talk here, how do Catholics confront transgenderism for the TOB Virtual Conference? That's my heart. It says we have to be attentive to our real relationship with the person that we're talking to and be authentic about it. If they're a customer, if they're a neighbor, if they're our daughter or our son, if they're our brother or sister, all those have a different level of engagement because we're connecting with a person and we're communicating this, I love you, I will your good, and I want you to be happy, I want you to be delighted. But that, that happiness and that delight comes in living in the truth. So the, the way to communicate that is utterly dependent on the truth of the relationship. Now, if we're debating people with ideologies, you know, then we can get at concepts and abstracts, but we still have to communicate our first-order love for people. So in terms of, of uh, how this has been received so far, what, what are you um, thinking in terms of the numbers? What are you seeing, I should say, right now for registration? Do you know? I'm not sure. I saw a number came by, I think it was 20,000, 30,000. I, honestly, I haven't been keeping track. There's been sort of a shift in these that um, even in, in the way that I'm promoting it is, is really topic-based. But I, I think they're, you know, they've got, a, they've got a, a big reach, and I think people are uh, now, because of the conferences that, that have been so helpful, people are really looking at topics. So I think it's really, as I've been trying to focus here, on not so much come to the big conference, but like you did, and saying, look, listening to God, this is, right. this, is, this is what you'll find when you get here. And in the same way, I'm promoting it. Now, look, we all have to be very attentive and adroit in understanding what tra- the transgender ideologies are. But more importantly, we need to double down on our discipleship and our evangelization to be able to communicate Christ's love to people. So I'm, I'm focusing on the topic uh, more so than overall numbers. But I think they, you know, they've got a huge reach that the Alpha yeah. Institute. Right, a huge reach, and also uh, the lineup of the speakers is is phenomenal. I mean, yeah. it's a who's who yeah. from uh, from EWTN. So we've got yourself, we've got Scott Hahn, um, we've got the wonderful Rose Sweet, we've got so many other folks. Any idea who's who's also on the roster with you? 
Yeah, of course, we got Christopher West and Bill Dunahy. We've got um, the whole uh, TOB cohort. Um, I think Jen Settle will be speaking as well. So a lot of really everything from the different tracks of learning uh, what the theology of the body is, sort of entering in that way, but then also specific tracks, things for clergy, things for uh, for singles, things for married. So I think they've, they've gotten a little also... Uh, sophisticated, but also made it a better user experience that you can find tracks of, of talks and people uh, as opposed to just sort of looking at 70, 80 talks and, and being overwhelmed. You can really find the things that are that are, are, uh, are important to you, are relevant to you. So where do we find this, Damon? What's the best link hunt for the conference? Yeah, so I'd love to promote the way the conference is run. My, my link is actually a, uh, a bit.ly link, B-I-T dot L-Y bit.ly uh, slash T-O-B 2021. Do so, it one more time for bit, us. Yeah. B-I-T dot L-Y bit.ly slash T-O-B-I 2021. And I can leave that link for you if you want to put it on your site. Yes, we'll put it on the Catholic Connection archives. That's perfect. Yeah, because we're going to be, you're going to be hitting uh, online right as we get that up there. We usually have our our, um, links and everything in the archive section at Catholic Connection up there by midday. So this is perfect. Starts today, right? It sure does, yes. So they can go to the TOB virtual conference and uh, I think we start around noontime Eastern today. So we're looking forward to, and then we have live Q&A sessions over the weekend. Uh, It's just going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and and I think really, really helpful, I think, for people to do this in a loving way, to bring the truth of who we are, made the image and likeness of God. Damon, thanks for doing this and being a part of this awesome, awesome virtual conference. I appreciate you, and thanks for having me. All right, and yeah, you too, and your work in this uh, for years of teaching us about the truth about who we are. You guys go ahead and have a great weekend. So good to be with you. Coming up on Monday, we're going to be talking with Dr. Ann Hendershot. She's professor of sociology and director of the Veritas Center for Ethics in Public Life and also the Parents Television Council checking in. Have a great weekend. See you then. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Your 24-hour-a-day source of Catholic inspiration. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. At Mary Immaculate Catholic School in Farmers Branch, our dedicated faculty help students and their families to come to know the person of Jesus Christ as they strive for college and heaven. We are enrolling now for the 21-22 school year. My name is Sister Mary Ann Zuberbuehler, I'm a Nashville Dominican sister and the principal at Mary Immaculate School. To learn more about how your child can be immersed in the truth, beauty, and goodness of a Catholic education at Mary Immaculate, visit mischool.org. God bless you.
KATH 910AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, as well as participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 